Their time on the islands of the Kraley coming to a close. The Riftwalkers have decided instead to go back where it all started, the Yellowford Vale. However, first they must come before the Tribunal of the Elders and announce their decision to leave and abandon any further study of what they've come to know as true intent. You've had some time to yourselves since making this decision and the eventful practice with your teacher in the yard. Now, as the lot of you are one evening brought before the elders of the village, one of you must speak for the others and announce your decision. Rolandier's happy to do so. So Rolandier steps forward. Stepping forward to this council of the elders, Rolandier clears his throat. <clears throat> we have decided to leave the island. We appreciate your hospitality and the things that have been shown to us, but we need to move on. And he simply says that and takes a few steps back. The elders exchange glances and whispers before one of them finally speaks up saying, and where will you return to? We intend to go back to the first settlement that, well, at least myself and Famak here stumbled upon when we came to this world small town known as Yellowford in the Yellowford Vale. Very well. You will sleep. Spend one more night in our care. Then, come morning, you will awaken on the southern banks of the sea. Your Yellowford Vale will not be more than a few weeks' journey. Rolandier kind of perks his head up a little bit and almost has some a rebuttal on his lips, but <laughs> he he thinks better and just nods his head. He's learning. You will have no recollection of the island. No recollection of your time here. Though the things you learned will still be ingrained in your souls and minds. Though on a deeper level. And how are we to access this ingrained memory of true intent? For each it is different. Perhaps when a time of great need arises you will find yourself once more at its mercy, or it at yours. Now, we have nothing more to speak about. Take your leave, rest, eat, drink, enjoy your last night on the island, for you will never return here. A question. Make it quick. Will we remember the conversations that were had here amongst ourselves? They will be like fraying threads. Something in your memory that you can grasp at, but always fleeting. Very well. With that then, the others in turn each stand, bow, and leave this longhouse. The lot of you are left to your own devices for the evening. As soon as the longhouse is cleared of the elders, were there any other of these Crayley beings in here aside from them? Yeah, doing odd jobs and such, cleaning or whatnot. Okay, but no one else who's, like, waiting for us or going to show us out? No, there's no one to wait or attend to you. Okay. Rolandier goes to Val and just says, It might be worth seeing if you can contact Kelnies. I know she was saying she would try to make her way here after whatever it was she was doing. I hope that either one, she's found success elsewhere, or two, at least she'll know to come find us where we're going. All right, um, where should I tell her to meet us? Well, it sounds like it's going to take us pretty far away from Yellowford initially, but hopefully we can get there fairly quickly. Just tell her to meet us there. 
at Yellowford? Yes. All right. Is there anyone else anyone would like me to try to contact while I'm at it? I mean, he may not want to speak with us, but you could let Cad know. I don't know that I want to speak with Cad. Do not let Cad know. Luna kind of screws up her face at the mention of Cad. I think if he's going to realign himself with us, that should be his own choice. Ryder just nods. Okay, I will send in Kelnias. If she is on a different plane of existence with me, there's a 5% chance it doesn't arrive. So let me know if I need to roll for that. Uh, hello, hope you're well. We are leaving this island and headed to Yellowford. If you would like to meet us there, we should be arriving sometime tomorrow morning. You receive, like, a garble, almost. Uh, like, it's a, kind of just like a pain in your head. And then you receive a sending that is less words and more just like a mental thumbs up. <laughs> a oh, little I emoji. <laughs> Sounds good. The message was strange, but um, she is a go, so... Perhaps it has also crossed each of your minds. But having no recollection of what has transpired in this place could pose certain challenges in fulfilling our plan. Namely, if we do not know what the plan is. Perhaps we could write it down. Already ahead of you, Valley. <laughs> Mick takes out his notebook from his satchel where he has written notes from his experiences and general teachings uh, from teacher. Would you be able to produce a copy of that for me? Just the notes pertaining to this place. And Mick is kind of smiles to himself that uh, Vamok is requesting something that he has that <laughs> and admitting a little bit of humility <laughs> at this time. And Mick will say, why, of course, Vermark, I'd be much obliged to do so. And so Mick will take some time to do that, but he'll eventually produce something for him. Dominique finds food and eats like a crazy man because he is not looking good. He is not fattened up, shall we say. Um, and it looks like there's going to be a couple of weeks of travel to wherever we're going. And he's already a couple of pounds down, as we might say. He's going to need a little bit of sustenance. So he's chowing down. Mick will probably be next to him uh, at the table as he's chowing down and will be writing a copy of his notes of true intent. And he'll just motion to Dom and ask him, Now, Dom, we haven't had an opportunity to catch up, but goodness, what happened to you? And I don't mean just in the last 24 hours. I mean the whole time that we've been on this island. You are, you are fair. I have been distant. This is this has been very confusing for me. In fact, it's somewhat telling the changes that have come about because of this. I, I fear not having this anymore. But no, I, I just... It's, it's hard to learn that everything that you believe that you know might be wrong and let's just say that the month of isolation does not help that when you are working through difficult moments <laughs> you could say that again Dom I'll just tell you that although I am extremely worried for you I know that many of the things you're going through you have to I guess you could say solve on your own but know that you have a friend in it and much of our companions are willing to be there and help you if you open your mind to it, that is. And he gives Dom a wink. Dom nods thoughtfully. Thank you. I Ask me tomorrow. It might be that I don't remember any of this. <laughs> That's true. 
And then Mick will continue on uh, um, transcribing his notes. Um, Val would like to look around the village for a blacksmith, if there is one. You can find a Crayley that seems to work with tools, but there isn't a smithy or a forge. Okay, but there's there's some sort of similar thing. Okay, Just sort of like approaching, doing an awkward hand raising like hi i'd like to talk to you he's he's very uncomfortable <laughs> the crayley puts aside its chisel and whatnot that it's doing and it looks up at you as you approach hello thank you um i wonder if i might ask you a question it just nods all right thank you um i met a crayley outside of here once and it was in a strange place that no one here seems to know about, and since you fuck with tools, I thought perhaps maybe you might know a little bit more than the others, but have you ever seen a sword like this? And he will minor illusion the sword that he was crafting in the amber, just to show. The Crayley looks at your illusion, and it kind of tilts its head back and forth. It looks over its shoulder at its own shop, and then just kind of shrugs and shakes its head at you. Doesn't say anything. Alright, um, do you know, do Crayley make swords like this? He kind of just gestures to his wares, which none of them could really be called weapons. Val nods, sort of like, he expected this, but is still disappointed. Thank you for your time, I'm sorry for bothering you. And just continues back to work. Okay, Val will return to the others wherever they're at. Luna, regardless of what anyone else is going to do, is just going to head back to the common house you've been staying in, have something for supper, and then just settle down in the common room, light the fire in the hearth, and sit by it. Val will head back there when he's done, then. But Mach will actually take some notes of his own. He's going to uh, write down some of his own notes, his own experiences, you know, what he's learned, and also, like, the the moments that he had by himself when he was isolated. And then he's going to take all of those notes and whatever notes Mick gives him, kind of, you know, at the end of the day. And then he is going to, while nobody's looking, especially while no Crayley are looking, he is going to cast Demiplane and open up a shadowy door. And then just on the inside of it, very plain room, except in this room, there's just like a table, very plain table. It's got you know, like some candles on it, a couple matches for lighting candles, you know. And it's got like a small shelf. Doesn't hold a whole ton of books, but it has some. And he's going to place his tome open to the notes that he just wrote. And he's going to stick mixed notes in there, in between the pages with it. And then he's just going to shut the door and dispel it. Okay. And then he's going to grab a chicken wing and chill with everybody else. Coming back to the main common area in the house where we are staying, whoever else is there gathered, Rolandir is going to make himself a small plate, sits down, and he kind of more addressing Luna than the others, but still open questions to them all. So one thing I don't think any of us have really discussed is, are we expecting to go back to the same time that we left Egadon at. What do you mean? We spent who knows how long in the Twilight Eternal and other places that we went to within there. I think it's perhaps 
possible, at least, to imagine that a significant amount of time has gone by. You're probably right, and I don't doubt it. I suppose what I'm getting at that, if we go back and it's merely a couple days past when we left, great. I don't know how many or how numerous the Rift Wardens have become, but if time has gone by with air on their side and his employ and who knows what else, I suspect we could be walking into a much larger organization than what we left. In that case, it might be smart to not teleport directly into the middle of them. Wherever we end up where the Kraley put us, it might just be smart to find out kind of the state of the fell wherever we happen to be. I agree. I don't think it will be less than a month. We've been here for about a month. I started questioning where I was before here, maybe maybe a year ago, maybe a little bit more. It's confusing. I think at best it will have been possibly years. I don't even know this Twilight Eternal. It is possible that absolutely no time has passed. Exactly. I think to Luna's point, it's smartest just to get our bearings once we return make make a plan there. But another thing to consider is how do we stay out of the sight of the gods? I can't imagine that they are too happy with us. Is it even possible to stay out of the sight of the gods? I mean, here, supposedly, we are beyond their view. Perhaps if there's anything we can retain after leaving here, it's how to craft something like, I don't know, some kind of veil or barrier. Perhaps using true intent? If we can remember it. That, if anything, will be a life or death situation, so a good test. I think regardless, we need to at least expect as soon as we wake up in the morning, we're on the run. We need to move fast, gather what information we can, and once we determine what we're heading into, I think the sooner we can get to the Rift Wardens, the better. And if the gods do happen to find us and honor Han bears down on us again, then I'll just, you know, make another alternate reality for however long that was. She's a very casual alternate reality, yes. She kind of just smiles, but doesn't really look up at you. She's got a thousand yard stare at her feet. As everybody is, you know, talking and discussing, Vamok was kind of off doing his own thing, you know, shadowy doors and stuff. He now enters the room as everyone is discussing, um, and he's holding, like, some papers in his hand, and he does have Vakos, like, perched on his shoulder, looking down at these papers, and he says, Does anyone here speak the language of the Emir? I do not. Luna shakes her head no. Dominic slowly raises his hand, and he says, (laughs) I took two classes when I was at the university. Oh, I'm, I, I was I was being serious. I mean, oh, oh, he does. I mean, not he does. <laughs> he took two courses. <laughs> it was his elective, and so why not? Vamak elaborates. Then he says, "As I was placing my own notes, I came across this something I have been holding on to ever since I rejoined this group. It appears to be letters of some kind written." in the language of the Emirs. They stick out to me, but I cannot read them, and I had almost forgotten that I took it upon myself to keep them. And, like, I don't know if you guys remember, there were 
way long ago. There were like some letters from Efron that he wrote right before he died. Yeah, Rolandier had them. Um, Vimok 100% at some point just took those and kept them in his own little hidey hole. <laughs> Between Dominique's two semesters and Brynir's, I think Brynir like, would have had a bit of Emeric under his belt from Efron proper. A couple yeah. of phrases. I think between the two of them, they could translate the bulk of the letters. And if that doesn't do the trick, Mick actually suggests, uh, because he is able to comprehend languages and cast that spell. So Mick, after they translate the bulk of it, will say, And the remainder of that, allow me to take a look at it. And Mick will cast Comprehend Languages. And Mick, before he casts Comprehend Languages, will pop a Lykel, and we'll translate the rest of it. Mick immediately noticed that anything that Dominique translated is very wrong. There's a couple of apples where there should be, you know, other nouns. He's very bad at conjugating as well. As the letters and stuff get translated, you know, Vamak will thumb through them and read them, and he just says, From an outward appearance, it seems to be the ravings of a madman. They are stories most of which are nonsensical. But there is something about them, something unsettling. I will take some time to study them more. Luna kind of gives you an affirmative nod, and then looking at the rest of the group as she stands up, she just says, I think I'm going to just make my way to bed, and next time I see you all, we'll be back in the fell proper. And she heads off. Val will follow sort of without thinking. What a dutiful boyfriend. <laughs> oh yeah baby hashtag whip <laughs> yeah, 100% whipped no bones about it I think that uh, Mick after casting Comprehend Languages on Ifran's letter would like to ask Vamak if he could take a look at them so Mick approaches Vamak and says you said that these Letters were in Emer, right? From from our old companion, Ifran, I believe. May I take a look at them? By all means. And he will proffer the letters to Mick. So Mick, looking at these letters, does he notice anything peculiar or different, or does he come to the same conclusion as Famak? You come to largely the same conclusion. You do kind of feel most compelled by... It's this unsettling story of, like, a king... A king over the golden plains. The references to Emera are not super veiled, but it does stick out. And it's kind of an odd story because it's kind of the story of a king who starts off bad, right? But then walks among his people and learns their suffering and sorrows and stuff and then becomes good. But like by the end of it, basically cataclysm strikes and it's all for nothing it really takes a turn at the end and it just like yeah it it, it, it's, it just sticks with you amongst all the other stories how peculiar this is definitely not characteristic of what Ephron would write or tell in a story and Mick will hand back the story to him but will end that by saying as he's handing it over if I could look at that uh, here and there upon requests in the future I, that would be much appreciated. Yes. You are free to access them whenever you like. I am but the keeper of these letters. They do not belong to me. Thank you, Vermark. I would very much like to study them for a while. 
Very well, Brynir. They are yours. Brynir takes them and he goes to a table, whether that be in his room or just kind of away from other people to ponder and study them out. As the night continues on, Luna in her room, where I assume Val is as well, she's just kind of packed and gotten ready for sleep and not done anything too intensive or said much, but as she does like start blowing out candles and whatnot, she turns to Val and says, I think it'd be best if I slept here and perhaps you slept in your own room tonight. If the Kraley are going to be coming by and picking us up and dragging us off back to the shores of the fell, wouldn't want to be in any compromising positions. If that is what you want, I will do that. That's not really what I want, but probably for the best. This is a stupid thing to say because it is probably untrue, but I'm not going to forget, Luna. Neither am I. I mean, I hope not. And besides, the way I uh, I feel, it was the same before as it is now. And for me? Just lose a little, um, just a little time. Wouldn't be the first time I've lost time, so... Me neither. We are veterans, then. We'll be fine. And she kind of gives you a soft kiss and then is going to head to bed. Okay. Belle will leave, if that is what she wants him to do. And also go to sleep. He is going to try to take some notes, too. <laughs> He's, like, frantically, uh, like, writing down everything that happened so that he won't actually forget. He's just uh, writing down the love story part. Nothing about oh, yeah, the you know, islander. Yeah, that, that, is, that is explicitly <laughs> what I mean. He is only writing down <laughs> what happened between him and Luna. If worse comes to worse, we're starting off from first kiss. So, um, other than that, Rolander spends his evening with, once again, the only thing that he's kept out this entire time in his room is that one picture that he carries around with him everywhere of them at the tavern. And <laughs> all night, he, with the last time of his kind of remembering initially of how to do it, if he, I don't think he's ever actually used true intent, but... He's going to try to true intent his way just to recreate that moment around him. But just to have that same moment there of all those people. Yeah, ro roll a pair of depressing D100s. <laughs> well, he's really grown since chopping off that lady's hand for absolutely no reason. Hey, that was interrogation, okay? Yeah, it wasn't for no reason. I wasn't even there. I say like <laughs> I know. Okay. This first one's a nine. Okay. And his second one, <laughs> 43. Like a million ghostly points of light, there is this almost holographic image projected around you that only you can see of this picturesque scene that was captured in the inn before Calamity struck. It's blurry. It's mostly silhouettes, but... You recognize everyone and every detail well enough on your own. Just sits in it until it ends with that singular moment of the door knocking and him walking to find the face of Captain Ignalus. And so it is, becoming lost in the past and this reconstructed memory. Now as night arrives in full and everyone settles down to sleep, there's a strange air that overtakes you. A sense of longing, of distance, of all the feelings, good and bad, that you've experienced here during your time on the islands. And you drift, each and every one of you, into a strangely 
peaceful slumber. The aches and pains of your minds and bodies float away, and in the end you're met with a cool, black calm, before a new sound drags you into the waking world once more. Waves lapping upon the sand of a nearby beach, the little babbling of a river, birds chirping, and the leaves of towering trees rustling in the cool breeze. You went to sleep on the Crayley Islands, but you've woken up somewhere entirely different. Back on the Agadon you know, your time and teachings with the Crayley at an end. <laughs>